Hello and welcome to the Pink Isle. My name is Henry Kathman and joining me is my lovely co-host, the beautiful fairy, uh, the audio fairy, Emma Corey. You know, that's a complete lie. If I was to ever be a uh, fairy in Pixie Hollow, I would, uh, you know how like a lot of the fairies have like cool jobs, but there was like one type of fairy that was like the silverware polishing fairy. And I think if I lived <laughs> that's in this universe, right. I would I would probably be the silverware polishing fairy. You know, yeah, perhaps. But uh, you know, I think there's something nice about that. You know, you get to surround yourself in all the shiny things, and, and the talent you know, doesn't say you shine everything, just silverware. That is true. That is true. But uh, listener, if you can't tell. We are going to be continuing our discussions about the Disney Fairy franchise, which you might say, what? You guys completed those movies. What else is there to possibly talk about? Well, dear listener, today we are uh, going to be flying into some unexplored realms within Pixie Hollow by discussing the Pixie Hollow Online massive multiplayer online video game that was released on September 20th, 2008, and would eventually shut down in August 20th of 2013. And joining us is a verifiable expert because uh, while this MMO has died out in 2013, there has been a thriving and large community online that has been devoting themselves to reviving it. And with us today is Nora, who is one of the team members for We the Pixies, which is seeking out to recreate the Pixie Hollow MMO and is currently in their alpha stages. So, Nora, thank you for joining us. Hello, thank you for having me. Ooh. Yeah. Now, I will say, listener, this episode is going to be a little bit different because instead of watching a movie and stuff. This is gonna be a little bit more low-key uh, because Emma, correct me, like you've not played this game before either, right? Um, well, I, I have played the original, well, kind of way back in the day. I feel like back in the day, there was all this like like uh, online kind of like MMO stuff sort of like aimed at kind of like young girls. You know, you had your webkins, mm -hmm. you had your Club Penguin. Club Penguin. You had your uh, Neopets. Uh, I think Barbie was... Yes, Neopets, Barbie... I think Barbie had one at some point. Uh, yeah. Do I you think, remember Habbo Hotel? I do Hotel? remember, I think, playing Barbie Flash games online. I don't know. I don't remember a specific Barbie, like, community-oriented type game. But I remember was, as a mm -hmm. kid, I was always, like, too lazy to actually make accounts and, like, remember, like, usernames <laughs> and passwords. So I would just, like, create new counts whenever I wanted to play the games. <laughs> so. Yeah. There actually was a Barbie MMO called Barbie Girls, so you're right. That's okay. Oh gosh, that might be another thing for the docket. Emma, we're never going to run out of things uh, <laughs> to know. talk about. We're stuck here forever. Uh, but yeah, so as a young boy, like you could probably imagine there wasn't a whole lot of incentive for me to uh, log on to this game back in the day. Full disclosure, I was a Club Penguin and Pop Tropica kid. Sometimes, though, 
I would uh, look and see like the other Disney MMOs that they were offering up. I think it was just like a single time where I just did the character creation screen back in the day just to like see what it was about. And then when I started the game up, I was like, oh, I don't know what to do here. I This, mm, this feels weird. Uh, like for young middle school me. So I was like, all right. Bye. From what I from what I remember from the game, it's essentially you just you're just you create a fairy, and then you kind of float float around like the environment, and mm-hmm. you can chat with other people. I don't remember. Is there like like mini games and stuff? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we're about to get into. But I feel like Nora, you can probably give us a more comprehensive overview of what uh like Pixie Hollow was like in its heyday, because. Uh, well, first, what was, like, your experience? My experience with Pixie Hollow was... I could lose hours on in Pixie Hollow. There were a bunch of mini-games and shops where you could mm-hmm. dress up, and there were quests, and there was even kind of a dungeon part of Pixie Hollow. Yes, I, so I've been, I've been doing some, like, research into this. So the common thing people assume about, like, these sort of MMOs is that they were basically glorified chat rooms, which, you know, a lot of these games like Club Penguin and stuff kind of started that way. But Pixie Hollow did have, like, a good number of quests that you could do for the different fairies that included, like, storylines and stuff. Some of the... Looking just through, like, the wiki page of this, it looks like well over 50 quests that, like, could be completable in the game for the different, like, fairies. Does that seem accurate? Uh, yeah, I'd actually go as far as to say it was over 100. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's one of those really interesting things where, unlike other games like Webkins or Club Penguin, like, Pixie Hollow did try to push more of a story within its game. I don't know. Emma, I don't remember any deep Webkins lore, do you? Uh, you never heard of the, the Webkins killer that would, like, come and, like, kill your Webkins? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like... It just, like, if you pat it on the head three times and like go to this location it will change colors yeah or like like how like sometimes when you when you adopted a webkins like uh the uh, oh god what's the name of the the bird lady at the adoption thing she would have like yeah red eyes and she'd be mean and she would she would she would hit you oh yeah definitely things that definitely happened but yeah pixie hollow at least you would have all these quests you would have like these different games that you would do for like the different famous fairies around the hollow and then they had so many different events like at least one or two events like every single month so it looks like they kept you pretty busy oh yeah they did uh i remember one of the most notable quests was the quest for the never unicorn you'd have to follow this whole lengthy quest line until you finally got the never unicorn to appear in acorn summit where you clicked it and then it went away and you got a badge oh my god that sounds rad as heck (laughs) wow and you get a badge you got a badge for finding the never unicorn yeah yeah so what did the never unicorn look like was it just like a unicorn it looked like a unicorn but painted in the pixie hollow style as you got which as you guys know is very detailed and kind of pretty mm-hmm. yeah so this game launched in 2008 for how much of its runtime were you around for uh, it 
I'd like to say I was there during the beta, but my main account, which had my fairy Nora on it, uh, wasn't exi- didn't exist until 2009. So I played from 2009 to 2013 on the same account. Mm, okay. The early 2000s was a very interesting time for Disney Interactive, because by this time, Disney was trying to make its series of video games and trying to, like branch out to all these different properties and you would just see like this level of creativity when it came to it there was like this group of fairies that were made by the creators of the game who were like i guess were kind of like moderator type of things the never council were kind of like their own in-game celebrities i guess they kind of were also moderators but the way i saw it they were just kind of an extension to the main the main fairies I know people will get very excited over seeing Sweet Pea and Marina in particular. Yes. So the uh, so like the main four for a while were Sweet Pea, who was a uh, she, what was she? She was a garden fairy. Marina, who was a water fairy. Uh, Kit, who was an animal fairy, and Tabby, who was a storytelling fairy. Which that's an interesting talent. They later added this fairy named Slate, who was one of the Sparrow Man, who had like a Tinker Talent. And that the Tinker Talent, like the Sparrow Man, that doesn't really show up much in the actual film series. Uh, would you mind like filling us in about what the Sparrow Men were? Sparrow Men were just male pixies. That's it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's like canonically what the male pixies are called. I did not know that. Wow. I'm pretty sure they actually do like use the word sparrowman in like the films. That is very interesting. Wow. Showing yourself as a fake Disney fairies fan, Henry. <laughs> I get, well, that's I'm here to learn. That's why I'm here. That said, I did look into this and Apparently, Emma, this is wild to see, but apparently the council, like the Never Council, actually makes a cameo appearance in the Pirate Fairy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm assuming it's like when they're in that giant stadium and like you can see them like all grouped together or something like that. I don't think it was quite like that, but I remember losing my mind when I saw Sweet Pea flit flit across the screen. That's something I really liked about the Disney fairy franchises. It just seemed like such an earnest like attempt at telling like these sort of stories. And, you know, it's pretty easy to like be cynical about most of Disney's properties, especially nowadays. But I think this was endemic of the fact that like, oh, this seemed like just kind of like a tight knit community of like artists and like animators and all that stuff that were just like working on this world over the course of these years and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And seeing them in the movie was like a nice little nod to that. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Were there any particular events that the uh, that the game would have that you remember enjoying? Um, I think it was called the Fright Fest. Mm. Yeah, and you could go around trick-or-treating. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. And it also says here that there was a special, uh, there would be special movie events that would happen around the release of every new Tinkerbell movie. Do you have any memories of those? Um, they happened in Fairy Tale Theater, and I think it was Lyra who would, uh, tell stories about the movies. And they would have these okay. pretty little sets that were themed around the movies. They would also have costumes in the costume shop about the movies. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds like a nice little tie-in there. That's cool. This game also had a membership system, right? Yes, it mm. did. What, was it similar to, like, I'm imagining it's probably similar to what Club Penguin had, where it's like you could play for free, 
but you would be very limited in the amount of the type of things you could buy and the types of like items you could get was that the case back in the day not at first at first it was like oh there's some outfits that you can't, you can't buy outfits from certain shops oh th this quest is locked off but as the game progressed more and more things mm. started getting locked behind memberships until you could only have like three outfits and do two quests as a non-member yeah that's that that sucks yeah there yeah. You couldn't even visit the ballroom as a non-member. Really? Yeah. But that that was like the big socializing space. It was. That's not good. It also says here they had a thing called Pixie Diamonds, which was like a special payment feature that would allow players who didn't have members to access membership-only things. I don't know. That seems a little... Like, it feels like as the game kind of kept going on, it seemed like they just kept trying to like more aggressively monetize it to the people that were still sticking around with the game, which seems kind of scummy, TBH. Yeah, but. that is definitely the case. Uh, they even tried to get members to buy Pixie Diamonds at one point. Really? Only if you had a year-long membership could you get enough Pixie Diamonds to buy what you wanted from the Queen's Boutique. Ooh, that's not good. No, it's not. That's not good at all. I am curious, was there like a forum or anywhere else that people would convene to, like, talk about the game and stuff like that. YouTube and Pixie Hollow Online Forums. Oh, you- oh, they're- oh, <laughs> really? Yes. Were there any, like, big channels back in the day? Um, not really, because I didn't really keep up with them. But if you type in That's Pixie fair. Hollow on YouTube, you'll just get a plethora of results. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I am seeing, like, there are some... The last it, minutes it is one of, of those... Pixie Hollow. That sounds so <laughs> ominous. Oh, yeah. I did watch that. Well, I think that is a segue into its closing, because on August 20th, 2013, the Never Cancel announced that the game was going to be shutting off on September 19th, 2013, which was the same day that the other big Disney MMOs like Pirates of the Caribbean and Toontown were getting shut down. What was it like? Because I know there was like a large push with like fan petitions and stuff to try and like reverse this decision. What was that last month of the game like? I was devastated. I wanted to play this game longer. It was my favorite game and I thought I'd never find a game like it and I never really did. So so recreating the, the Pixie Hollow game is kind of like your, your white whale in a way. Oh yeah. It, it's one of those things, especially like in 2013, it, it is very emblematic of like the very sudden changes that Disney was going through. Like I remember just thinking about the whole Pixie Hollow thing shutting down during like Never Beast, because like uh, Never Beast was also released in 2013, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and it's like 2013 and 2014 were like a big period of transition with Disney, because like on one hand you still had like things like Pixie Hollow and the Tinkerbell movie still going up, but the same year frozen is being released and then it just felt like everything about the animation department and that surrounding stuff just kind of changed overnight you know yeah disney interactive actually eventually in 2015 i believe got gutted it did because like before they shut down like uh the big push for them was disney infinity that whole skylanders toys to life game thing that Gosh, Emma, remember when that was a big thing? Oh, yes, I did. Ugh. I kind of feel uh, Webkins was kind of like the first sort of big kind of thing. And then, like, you had a UB Funkies 
Does anyone else remember you? Oh my god, I remember you be funkies. Dear God, and then, the original stupid online monkey. Oh God! Does anyone remember the point of time before like Skylanders got big and when it first announced, where the main discourse around Skylanders was like Spyro fans being big mad about it? I do remember that because they were waiting for years to like actually get a sequel to the franchise, and it's Activision's like, yeah. We're gonna shill for this thing Yeah, now. it's basically just, like, a guest character in this completely yeah. unrelated thing. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, he, they redesigned him, and he looked bad. Yeah. Anyway, all this to say that, like, Disney Interactive would shut down, as you said, a couple of years later, once they put all of their development efforts into Disney Infinity. And when that didn't really take off, they were like, well... Whatever. Are you telling me that you didn't want to play as a, a Johnny J Depp as Tonto from the Lone Ranger in this video game? In the special Lone Ranger expansion pack? Yeah. You know that you know that great hit of a movie, The Lone Ranger. Yeah, you know that thing that they put so much freaking money into. Yeah. Oof. Oofa doofa. It is kind of a shame because it's just one of many examples of like larger companies like kind of abandoning the video games that they've made and having just a large lack in being able to preserve like these pieces of art, which is part of the reason why we like we've been so interested in like the whole process of We the Fairies and other sort of revival efforts to do this. I mean, Nora, like, you mentioned how, like, you didn't think that there was ever going to be really anything to kind of fit the same thing as Pixie Hollow. So what was, like, the story of you guys wanting to undergo this whole process of trying to recreate this game? Well, we wanted our favorite childhood game back, and mm -hmm. we decided that we were going to bring it back in the way we thought was best. So we started off by planning the Creative Fairy and by merging the best of both Creative Fairies, we thought we could bring the better experience to all. And eventually we finished our whole work with the Creative Fairy and now there's a extended Sparrowman Creative Fairy which was not in the original game. Okay, what was the process of moving that game over to the current game engine that you guys are working with. Oh boy. Well, we wanted to, at first, just figure out what game engine we were going to use. And mm -hmm. we were debating about it a lot in the early years because we weren't sure what to use because we were all brand new to this. And we just knew yeah. we'd have to do it in HTML5, but we didn't know what else. And so mm -hmm. eventually we decided yeah. on Phaser 3. And one issue that we encountered with Phaser is that... HTML5 doesn't actually support vector graphics in the same way that Flash did. And that's why they used Flash for the original Pixie Hall. Mm. We're looking at ways this can be fixed, but it was difficult. Yeah. And it's still going to be difficult moving forward, dealing with the limitations mm. of HTML5. Yeah, well, mad respect to all the work that you have to do to actually do this thing. I know that like other game engines like Unity and Game Maker and stuff have democratized that process of game development, but were those like game engines that you guys ever considered using for that process? We certainly looked into Unity and Game, and game Maker Studio 
but we eventually decided on Phaser because it is specifically made for this type of game. Phaser exists mm. for 2D games. Aside from like just the general prospect of be- having to learn to code HTML5 and doing this for the first time, what have been some of the challenges of reviving a now defunct MMO? I know one of them is just gathering assets because mm-hmm. it took us a while to find some of the Shelly Shears shop assets, for instance, because mm. believe it or not, not many people went into she- Shelly's Shears as a Sparrowman. So it took us a while to find video of, of a Sparrowman doing that and tracking down those individual assets was a bit difficult. And a lot of the issues, well, not a lot, but some of the issues the Pixies has run into has been asset loss. And... Oh, yeah. yeah. That's one of the biggest problems that you see in all sorts of game preservation, not just in MMOs and stuff like that. Like, um, when when you say, like, finding these different assets, have you been able to, like, actually locate the original vector files for some of the stuff? Oh, no. We... Oh, it's just... So is it just you guys going into, like, Photoshop and just manually making each individual component? <laughs> Most of the time, yes. Now, I will admit, we did actually get some of the original vectors from Pixie Hollow because Pixie Hollow had an app called Fashion Fashion Boutique. Okay. We managed to get an entire dump of this app, which allowed us to get some of the vectors from the original game. But with that said, it's not all of them, and it's certainly not a complete... Oh, yeah, because, like, the whole deal with, like, Pixie Hollow is that, like, you have so many clothing items and all of these sort of different possible things that you can get. Um, what, like, there's probably like thousands of different like clothing items alone that like, I imagine having to actually program those in is probably a bit of a challenge. The the biggest issue with programming them in is actually getting them to fit within the bounding boxes of the 2D rigs we have. Because mm-hmm. yeah. some of them are huge, and that means we're going to have to modify the rigs themselves to make them fit. And that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I do a whole lot of stuff, but like I said, mad respect for you guys being able to actually achieve that thank you yeah emma i've been doing a lot of talking do you have any questions you would want to ask i guess the biggest thing i'm kind of wondering is uh how would you describe like the sort of pixie hollow community slash fandom like what is the general air you would say about it very inviting and very nostalgic i just think that it's a well, wonderful community. Yeah, because this is not, like, the only, like, attempt at, like, reviving this MMO. And there were petitions and all of this, like, uproar to try and save and revive this game for many years. And what is it about this game that you think sort of facilitates the sort of, like, group of people that you and the other devs have been able to cultivate with Weed the Pixies? I think... There's just, like, a certain magic that Pixie Hollow had. You could just lose hours staring at this beautiful game and shopping. Mm-hmm. And you could play with your pet because there was a mini game for your pets. You could go to a party and there was... Oh, that's right. You did. I didn't even get to the animal companions. 
yeah, there was just a million things yeah. you could do, and it was always fun. Hey, animal companions, you could get a bibble. <laughs> I don't know if you could get a bibble. Oh my gosh. But I know you could get a butterfly, you could get, uh, what do you call it? Firefly? Hummingbirds. Hummingbirds. A mm. bee. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably more than that. Ladybugs. Yeah, the horrifying, like, human faces, the bug companions, like, in the movies. I don't remember if they had these human, if they had those human faces, but I remember thinking they were mm. cute. Emma does, Emma, you're pretty, uh, on the record of not liking the way, I, I uh, am very much, uh, anti-bug design where bugs have, like, soft, fleshy mouths and, <laughs> and human eyes. <laughs> Give them mandibles or get out of my way. Is my motto. <laughs> Gosh, we haven't even also gotten into the mini games because I know you guys have like integrated a couple of them already into your alpha. Like uh, I was playing Bubble Bounce a little earlier today. It's basically like a volleyball type of thing where you have a little paddle and you got to bounce these little fishies across a stream. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite mini game back in the day nora probably uh i can't remember the name but it had all these mirrors it was kind of like a laser game where you would bend the light all around some obstacles uh was it called uh sunbeam yes sunbeam sunbeam that was my absolute all-time favorite game okay yeah there's just seems to be a lot of variety in the types of games that were just available to users uh Because some of them were like simple gem puzzle, like match three type of games. And then uh, Sunbeam Ben seems to be like a another puzzle game where it's just you're trying to like bend that light, which I I find that like those they're very charming mini games. Like there's a lot of interesting stuff. And you mentioned that there was like a dungeon type area in Pixie Hollow. Oh, yeah. What was that about? Later on in the game, there was a new part of the game introduced called Wilderness Adventures. And of course, Ooh. no one ever got hurt, but you could run out of magic and you could also help all these animals through their get to where they needed to be. Or you could help, I think, uh, chase away spiders and stuff. And it was just very okay. charming. That's cool. It was fun. Yeah. There was also, I also saw a lot of writing about a place called uh, Mermaid Grotto. Oh, yeah. I remember the Mermaid Grotto. So the Mermaid Mer- Grotto would come out like once a year. It was in Palm Tree Cove. Yeah. And you'd get this huge sign and it would say Mermaid Grotto. And then you'd click the sign and you would be able to get, like, a mermaid tail costume when you went in, and there was this cute little animation of mermaids splashing around in the water that you could trigger. At one time, you could get a oh, that's crab cute. costume. It was just loads of fun. There was a whole quest connected to it, of course. Now, do the mermaids attempt to drown the fairies like they do in the original source material? No. <laughs> are the mermaids, well. like, like fairy size, or are they, like, human-sized mermaids? Like, they're bigger than the fairies, but they're not the size of people. Actually, that reminds me. Did the mainland ever come into play when it came to uh, the Pixie Hollow experience? In Kit's quest, um, she would give you, the player stuff, uh, instructions to that you could perform on the mainland. Ooh, well, that's fun. So, and would you ever encounter any humans during that? No. 
Kit would just say, hey, okay. uh, collect three pine cones and tell me if you collected them or not uh, on the mainland or make it painting with your fingers or things like that. Okay, I'm. there's one other bit of gameplay that you might be able to give insight. Uh, there was this thing that I found called the Pixie Hollow Clickables. From what they appear, they appear to be a set of like toys that like you would plug into your computer in order to unlock new items and stuff like that. Uh, you oh, yeah. or anyone else you know had one of those when you were younger? I had clickables. Um, I bugged my mom until she got me a clickable set and we used them in Pixie Hollow and you got some special furniture things. If you played this one game enough, good enough, you could get a butterfly companion and then they introduced the butterfly companion into the pet shop later before closing. Okay. Uh, like, looking at the technology of it, like, because they gave out, like, bracelets, and, like, was it that you would, like, hold it up to, like, the cl clickable reader thing, and it would, like, give you the items? How did it exactly work? If I recall correctly, you had to put the clickable charm onto the center of the reader on the picture. Okay. So, so it was kind of like a precursor to, like, Amiibos, then. Probably the same. Yeah technology yeah that's very interesting yeah i guess it was so kind of disney's first uh tried for to toys to life did you know a lot of people irl that played pixie no. hollow i tried to no. drag my friends into it but they didn't want to do it yeah with that said um now i know you can't necessarily talk too much about uh some future game development stuff but obviously the end goal with this project is to try and have a recreation of the game that's as close to the original as possible which considering the number of assets that are lost and stuff like that it's i know that would be a challenge we have around we have a team of around 20 staff members the original pixie hollow had a whole developer t team that worked on Pixie Hollow oh, full yeah. time. And I think it was like maybe 50 developers working at Shell. Yes. Uh, so the main, well, the main uh, developers in addition to sh this were Shell Games and uh, Silver Tree Media. Yeah. And you guys are all doing this in your spare time yes. with like the other live stuff. So, you know, what would be like your like grand vision pie in the sky thing that you would hope for the future with? Uh, the We the Pixies project. It would be for We the Pixies to come out of alpha, come out of beta, and start introducing original content that is created by the staff team because we have some very mm -hmm. talented artists and developers on our team, and they are very capable of creating original content, but we're just holding off on that until the full game is finished. Oh, yeah, because, like... It because you got to be able to at least like get to that point because the process of like recovering a an abandoned game like this you can't imagine the challenge of that and because this is abandoned like Pixie Hollow is technically abandoned where so I'm assuming like Disney has not tried to pull any like cease and desist or anything oh you know knock on wood that we don't deal with that no. Uh, we haven't heard anything yeah. from Disney. Do have you guys ever tried to uh, 
reach out and like keep tabs on the uh the pixie hollow council see what those devs are up to shell games uh i'm not sure what they're doing right now but i do know that our developers do look at what jesse shell did and actually i know one of at least one of them owns one of the books that jesse shell wrote okay that covers most of the specific we the pixies questions that i have now we get to go into some other fun type of uh questions just relating to the whole disney fairies franchise thing well but first emma do you have any other questions about the game uh, not in particular, just like, you know, I think it's really cool what you're doing, and uh, it's always kind of fun when, like, a bunch of people come together to do something they're very passionate about, especially when it's something, you know, very niche like this. So, you know, keep up the good work. Yeah. So, with that said, uh, there have been some other questions that we've gotten prepared. This is going to maybe a little spicy, but first, uh, what is your ultimate... Tinkerbell ship because you because uh, we've spoken before and you t you mentioned having a, a pretty deep knowledge about the the book series in addition to like the movies and the game but uh where where do you lie in the uh in the shipping of the Tinkerbell fairies I, I guess if I had to pick a ship it would be Tinkerbell and Terrence but aside from that I don't really have any ships <laughs> Oh Terrence. <laughs> oh, oh Terrence. <laughs> the movies just forgot him that day. Yeah, <laughs> they I did. feel like here's here's the here's the true question. Who who is who is best fairy? Who is best girl? Silver Mist. Silver yes, Mist. Right. Co correct answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a Silver Mist stand podcast. Although you know, Fawn is also pretty up there, especially with Neverbeast, although I might be a little bit biased with that. Uh, what was your favorite of the Disney fairy movies? Because I know you have some strong feelings about the difference between the movies and the books. Um, okay, I know I like hating on Secret of the Wings, but Secret of the Wings. <laughs> I mean, Secret of the Wings, they got that drama there. Well, what is your beef with uh, Secret of the Wings? My beef with Secret of the Wings is that it breaks the entire canon that even the movies had previously set, but especially mm. the books. Yeah, because both of us uh, admittedly have not read the original Pixie Hollow books that were like published uh, before the films came out. Based on everything we've read, I've read at least, like they've been, they diverge from like the canon of the movies pretty thoroughly, right? It's more like the movies diverge from the canon of the books but yes mm. yeah yeah that's that's what i meant to say because like so was silver mist a uh character in the books to my knowledge yes but she wasn't like this whole big featured character she just existed as a water talent fairy. interesting what was your favorite of the stories from the original uh pixie hollow books oh boy um I think it's I think my favorite one is Ronnie and the Mermaid Dorado. What happened there? So Ronnie is 
sort of considered a disabled fairy. She cut off her wings to help save Pixie Hall. Oh my god, Wh <laughs> what? Yes. Dang. What? Okay, <laughs> like, I I need to know more. What What's the story there? Okay, so in one of the first books, there was this dragon named Kyoto stole Mother Dove's egg. And this was a big deal, because it was going to cause fairies to grow old and die. So, in order to save Pixie oh my Hollow, God. Um, the fairies got a bunch of shiny things that would impress Kyoto the dragon instead. And one of the things... Uh, Kyoto had requested was a fairy was a pair of the fairy's wings, a and Ronnie was the one to offer up her wings. Damn, damn, that's <laughs> God. Hey, hey, Disney, that's a movie right there. <laughs> like that's a whole movie you could do. Dang. Yeah. I I would have. I would. I can. I can. I can understand why you'd be a little bit peeved at. Uh, the movie's going in a different direction from that. <laughs> yeah, because Ronnie doesn't exist in the movie. Yeah, which, like, because Ronnie, like, we talked about this before, like, in our Secret of the Wings episode, but it's one of those things where, like, we kind of wished that we could have seen more of, like, Tinkerbell grappling with damaged wings. Because, you know, that would have, like, even if it wasn't direct, but giving, like, some, like physical handicap like representation would have been would have been neat it would have been neat disney they do that in all of ronnie and the mermaid Parado. ronnie gets oh. depressed that he has no wings and she can't be like other fairies because she flies on brother dove and during the time she was flying on brother dove she messed up a ceremony and so she runs off in shame abandoning brother dove and just leaving a bubble message for everyone saying hi i've left pixie hollow forever bye bye <laughs> And so she goes. Oh my god! Yep, she goes wow. where no other fairy can find her to a mermaid grotto because if fairies can't swim, their wings get waterlogged and they. Yeah, break. yeah. She makes a whole air supply for herself using her water magic so she can breathe. And Gosh, Emma, we're gonna need to read these books eventually, <laughs> aren't we? Uh, I don't know, man. Reading—it's kind of, kind of, kind of lame. I only absorb uh, information through uh, um, UV lights from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, would you have any like recommendations of where to start if we were to get into the book? The Quest for the Never Egg. Quest for the Never Egg. <laughs> that, that's, that was the first one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. I I assume cool. they are they are children's books. I assume they're not. Uh, they probably aren't that complicated to follow. Yeah. Here's here's my question. So, uh what what kind of fairy was your fairy on Pixie Hollow? Nora was a water talent fairy who dressed with a terrible sense of fashion. Uh, <laughs> so, it was a character in an early 2000s MMO then. <laughs> Basically, cuz I didn't know what a sense of fashion was. So, I was like nine. <laughs> so she yeah. looked pretty silly sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like uh, MMOs provide a pretty vital service to young kids of like getting, being able to experiment with their fashion choices with slightly fewer consequences and stuff. But if you were like a fairy, would you want to be a water fairy? Um, probably. 
<laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. Well, water fairy is one of the like the cooler talents because it's basically you're just a waterbender. So I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. When I think about like the different talent fairies, my my instinct would also be going as a water fairy. But I also feel like I would fit pretty well as a tinker fairy. Yeah. Look, okay. Like, like I know this. The series is all about like how all the talents are important and they all contribute to the Pixie Hollow or whatever. But I think we both got to acknowledge that in our hearts, some of the talents are just objectively cooler than the others. And uh, it's just... Oh, yeah. Like, some of them uh, bend the elements. Others are the silverware polishing fairies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, some of them are also window washers or lace makers or huh there's just one called the helper talents they're just like personal assistants to queen clarion so just like ah, uh, yes the secretary wow. talent prilla Woof. the customer prilla service is- talent fairy there's a fairy called prilla and she has a really she is a one-man talent she's the only one with this talent. Let me find what it is. Uh, he is a clapping talent fairy. As in, like, producing the sort of clapping magic that could bring a fairy back to life? As yes, in, he actually. claps those cheeks. <laughs> That's what I'm God. imagining. Emma. 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 Well, how do you think they get those claps so powerful, Henry? You just don't want to accept the truth. So, yeah, clapping magic, you know, uh, so, like, apparently Prilla would just blink to the mainland, teleporting, and, like, get kids to, like, try and bring fairies back to life? Yes. Dang. That's some OP stuff right there. <laughs> like, to be able to control the very life and death of, like, who gets to live and dies, that's... She's like the fairy woof. grim reaper, in a way. Prilla is In a rat. way. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she sounds rad as heck. Like, I love her design. Okay, okay. And- so I'm, so are fairies, like, do they, like, like, there is obviously, like, older fairies in the series, but, like, do they ever, like, die of old age, or are they, like, hypothetically immortal, or, like... They live as long as the person their laugh was born from believes in fairies. Oh, so, like... Whoa! Four years? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. That's why Prilla oh. is necessary. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, oh, so that's, so Prilla is there to, like, basically, like, once their person dies, Prilla, it's basically Prilla's job to just journey around the world to keep finding children in order to, oh, my God, something happened to Prilla, then they would, they would be, they'd be screwed. I guess they'd have to create a new Prilla. I believe. I. Um, whatever it specific talent fairy is needed that talent fairy is born that okay so like uh i'm seeing one of the fairies is called a dandelion fluff sorting dandelion fluff sorting fairies are actually very important (laughs) Uh, uh, oh oh i i apologize i did not mean to respect disrespect (laughs) the the, the the art of why why would why would the fluff need sorting? Fl- it's all the same thing. Because <laughs> dandelion fluff uh, is what fairies are born from. Oh, so she's like that's a, right. So she's like one of those like 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 a uh, um doctors Midwives? that like extracts the eggs from the ovaries and like freezes them. 
Fairy OBGYNs. That's right. You know what? Also very vital. Okay, I gotta say, I'm looking at like the list of talents. Some of them are looking a lot less lame than I was expecting. Uh... So there, although I do see a fairy talent called Stove to Plate Transfer Fairy. There's a pretzel twisting. Oh, I know what type of fairy I would be. <laughs> I changed my mind. The fairy that can only work at uh, Auntie N Anne's or <laughs> whatever that place is called. I mean, you say that, but I would actually like, I do like the idea of like being a baker fairy, of like just being able to like, because like, Let's be real, like, the fairy food in the movies and in these stories looks amazing already. Just them in these little, like, the little, the aesthetics for the Disney fairies franchise is, all, is already so on point. Like, applying that to food is... Do you think all, 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 like, fairy food is vegan, or do they, like, harvest milk and eggs some way? They actually get cheese from, cheese and milk from mice. What? Well, got a lot of mice got, okay i'm just gonna sit with that information <laughs> for a bit huh yeah huh i mean you know if it's a mammal you can get milk from it but at what like that's cost? a thing <laughs> this puts a whole new meaning to that one mouse that is named cheese in the franchise <laughs> yeah Cheese. If cheese is female, cheese. she's probably milk. Huh. I'm just <laughs> so. I'm just kind of just sort of a sitting with that kind of imagining images. I didn't really want to imagine now. And, uh... <laughs> well, I I think uh, yeah. Moving on then. Um, so one of the other questions that you had was talking about the Disney fairy movies. So before Disney shut down the Disney fairies franchise and Disney's Toon Studios was closed in uh, 2014, uh, they were going to be making this steampunk uh, Tinkerbell movie where she goes to Tinker School. Like, have you ever heard about that movie? Yes, and I wish it had been made. I wish I could have seen it because I wish it was made and it it, it does, like, the designs for it look really cool. Like, that one fairy who's, like, ha wears, like, those pen uh, tips as, like, heels and stuff. Like, really, like, again, all the costumes, and oh my god, if they got to make that movie, like, imagine, like, the steampunk clothing that could have been added to the Pixie Hollow game. Oh my gosh. Uh, we were robbed. We were robbed, we were I tells ya. But... That leads to the question, like, if you, uh, like, you and the team mentioned how you wanted to, like, make, uh, like, your own original stories set in the Pixie Hollow setting with, like, these sort of characters. Like, if you had the chance to, like, make your own Pixie Hollow story in the form of, like, a movie or a book, uh, like, what... Like, what would it be about? That... <laughs> well, I do know one story I had was centering around this fairy who means well, but just causes disasters wherever she goes, because 
She's a ditz. <laughs> a, a, fa- a fairy in this franchise causing disasters while being well-meaning. Wow. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. Tinkerbell. <laughs> Unprecedented. Well, and and Fawn in the last movie because they basically made Fawn the same character as Tinkerbell. And Zarina in Pirate Fairy. So basically any, <laughs> any kind of protagonist character has this trait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what... But what, uh, so what, like, did you imagine any, like, specific things happening with that story? Um, mostly that the fairy would eventually just keep snowballing and how much trouble she caused till the queen said, hey, can you figure out how to not? (laughs) (laughs) That would be, honestly, like... That would be a welcome change of pace to some of these because it's like, like something we noticed in these movies is that if you're part of like Tinkerbell's posse, you get like you get uh, a lot of leeway with this kind of stuff. It's basically plot armor. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, exactly. But yeah, that would be cool because there's. Like, that's the thing with the Pixie Hollow setting. There's so much about it that, like, could have been explored to much more detail. And I know that, like, I know that the game certainly was able to flesh out the setting a lot more, which I imagine helped to enhance both the books and the movies. But, like, I I don't know. Like, Emma, if you, like, were... I'll ask your own question to you. Like, if you had to pitch a... A, a Pixie Hollow um, story. What would I, it be? I kind of feel like the whole concept of the the wingless fairy with the the Ronnie character. I'm kind of surprised it's something that they never really tried to incorporate into the movies. Because I remember, like even before I watched the movies, just like I would like see pictures of her on like Deviant Art and knew that she was like a popular character. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. surprised that they never like tried to like adapt that character to the movies or tried to make a character yeah. like similar to that in the films because I feel like people would really really dig that you know. And... I agree, honestly. Like you brought that. Um, yeah, I I do recall like us talking about how like oh it would have been cool to see more stuff that sort of stuff honestly the thing that i would have loved to see more out of this would be like just to be able to explore some of these new realms because there were some there's so many places in pixie hollow that we just didn't get to explore like i would i would love to know like well i i say this but then again i feel like if you venture far enough into neverland then you're gonna start encountering the indigenous colony that's there and it's like Ugh. They probably didn't include any of that sort of stuff in the game, right? Yeah, no. Pretty much, aside from the mermaids, no other part of Neverland was included. Like, not even Peter Pan. Even with the pirate fairy? I guess you see young Captain Hook in the pirate fairy. Yeah, yeah, you do. Like, does, does he ever, like, pop up in the game? No, he doesn't. Interesting. Yeah, in the game, um... They actually didn't... Pixie Hollow shut down right before the Pirate Fairy era. That's right. Oh my god, it did. And they had the... the, And they included the Pixie Council in the movie after it was... Oh my god. Yeah. 
that's just like insult to injury. Yeah, it was. Like was... maybe the the filmmakers wanted to do it as a tribute to the whole thing. I was but still wow. Silly. Oh yeah, no, I can imagine like them just like referencing like the game. Hey, we're gonna remind you of that game that you really liked that we shut down. Sorry. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I would want to know about I mean, this. Nora, is there any other questions you would like to ask us or any other things you'd like to discuss? Well, yeah. one thing I'd like to say is that if you're going to take on the monumentous task of recreating an MMO, first of all, yeah. the first thing you are going to need is someone who knows how to manage a team and a developer, mm -hmm. and at least one artist who can restore assets, and you're going to need to go in knowing that you're not going to be able to find that, uh, the, everything that you need. That's definitely the mindset you want to go with for a project like this. And it's one of those things where, like, I know amongst some of the gamers, TM, there are some disingenuous people out there that would be like, oh, this is just some shovelware. But it's one of those things where it's like, these games were part of so many people's lives like Nora you showed us like that this it's something that is like pretty unique and you mentioned that you haven't been able to find another video game that sort of hits the same itch that Pixie Hollow did what about Pixie Hollow felt so unique to you it had this beautiful art style it was calming there you were never scared when you were playing Pixie Hollow it was always fun there was never, like, mm. there were elements of uncertainty, and maybe some people found, like, those moths in Firefly Light Up scary. But for the most part, Pixie yeah. Hollow was a really relaxing and fun game that you could just chill on, grab your, take care of your pet, grab some clothes you like, talk to some friends, and make, like, decorate your house. Oh my gosh, the houses. <laughs> oh, I imagine, like, the decor, like, people... Like, I could imagine you just getting, like, lost in the sauce when it came to, uh, like, decorating all that sort of stuff. So many people got lost in the sauce when decorating. If you search up Pixie Hollow Game House, you will find some of these just beautiful houses that deserve to be called works of art. Oh, yeah. I, I bet. I bet. All the stuff that you and the team are doing is extremely cool and, like... And the fact that you're also doing this all for free and doing this like and not charging players and all that stuff. It's it's one of those things that if there was any justice in our in our society, we would people like you guys would be able to like do that full time and like be able to like sustain yourselves without having to worry about like rent and stuff like that you know yeah you and the team have been pretty like expressly clear like you do not want to try and monetize the game in any sort of way for the users which you know that's that's for the best probably aids so you don't get uh disney on your butt but as we talked up at the front like some of the monetization stuff that happened in the original game was a little eh. yeah but we all just do it for the love of the game honestly yeah like, to any fans of the game out there right now, or anyone who, like, enjoyed Pixie Hollow, like, what would be the best way for fans of We the Pixies and the original game and stuff to support you guys? 
the best way to support Rita Pixies is honestly, if you have art skills, apply to be an artist. If you have developer skills, apply to be a developer. And yeah. give us screenshots. That, get, like, if you have screenshots of a rare component of the game that is not normally seen on YouTube or anything or on Disney Online Worlds, send it to us. Those are all invaluable things. Oh, yeah. Like, I imagine you guys go down some pretty deep rabbit holes in order to, like, try and scrounge up these assets. We do. Yeah, this has been nice. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing all this stuff with us. I hope everyone enjoys the game, and thank you for having me, Henry. Yeah, yeah. And Emma. And Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I, I feel bad for taking up a lot of the audio time over for you, Emma. It's okay. When it comes to game development uh, technology stuff, my my knowledge is limited, but uh, my curiosity is pure, so I, I'm good just going along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else that, uh, before we wrap things up, that we would want to... I don't know, that we we would want to address. Um, Emma, you got anything? Just that you both have been amazing, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I was playing it earlier today, and I like, I had I had a decent time uh, before it crashed on me, and uh, that that sort of thing. But I think like, yeah, there's some there's some good stuff there because as we are recording this, uh, it's. Uh, November 6, uh, 2021, and it, because you currently have, like, two meadows currently, and they're both in, like, uh, are they in the summer meadows? One is a springtime meadow, and one is a summer meadow. One other thing I love about this game is that, like, the fact that there's this is kind of like a side-scroller uh, MMO, like, and the fact that, like, it, it's, I like just... A, the aesthetics, but also being able to see, like, people being able to, like, uh, fly around and see this sort of stuff is, it's really cool. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but you currently have those two, uh, Dewdrop Vale, uh, Palm Tree, uh, Cove, and I know you have the, uh, like, the Bubble Bounce minigame up right now. Is is that the only minigame that is live in the alpha? Currently, yes, but there will be more. Oh, yes, yes. I, I, and we're not going to press you too hard because we know that, you know, got to keep the surprise for the <laughs> yeah. viewers and the players. Exactly. So, yeah, that's, that's going to about do it for us. So if people are interested in learning more about... We the Pixies, uh, where should they go, Nora? If you want to learn more about We the Pixies, uh, you can join us on our Discord server. Uh, the link is available on wethepixies.net, or you can find us on Tumblr at wethepixies.tumblr.com. Yeah, it's it, I, I've been lurking on the Discord server, and it seems like a pretty chill scene. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate the fan art and discussion stuff that I've seen there. <laughs> yeah. I know that one particular person has been making some fan art that relates to the Never Egg book, and I just love oh. that, seeing that. Uh, and I love seeing uh, the yeah, that It's all awesome. Oh yeah, that that sounds very good. Uh, but but yeah, so uh, 
so you got your uh, Tumblr, you got your um, like Discord server. Uh, you also have like a Facebook page, right? We have a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and a Twitter page. Okay, yeah. Well, you know who else has a Twitter? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Emma. Yes. You 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 have one of them Twitters. <laughs> sure. Against against perhaps your better judgments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, same, same. But uh, yeah, where can people find more of you? Uh, yeah, my my ad is Emma Corey Nine. I don't really post anything on it, but you can follow me if you want to, and I'll probably follow you back. Ooh! I am the ghost of social media. You may not see me, but I see you. Ooh, spooky! Uh. And then as for us, uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, you can also follow our podcast at uh, Pink Owl Pod on Twitter. Uh, and you, if you have any, like, uh, questions, suggestions, or just want to reach out to us, you can also email us at pinkowlpod at gmail.com. Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, consider maybe giving us a, a rating on your podcast, sure. If you enjoyed like this sort of interview sort of stuff, let us know. Uh, maybe s if you have any other suggestions of people that we should talk to and stuff, we would love, like I'm absolutely loving the fact that we've been able to talk to so many people with this podcast now. It's been, it's been good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's see. And then as for me, listener, uh, I do, I do so many things. Uh, I've done a lot of talking in this episode. Uh, but if you've enjoyed me talking, consider uh, following me on the Twitters at Kathman Henry, uh, on my YouTube, Henry Kathman, uh, youtube.com slash Henry Kathman, uh, my Tumblr portfolio page, henrykathman.tumblr.com. And, uh, you know, all the stuff that I do from podcasts to the YouTube to all the so many things, so many things, uh, is supported with my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Henry Kathman, where, you know, just chuck me a dollar a month and, uh, you know, help me pay my bills and all that stuff. So, yeah. I think that about covers it. Emma, am I forgetting anything? Remember, kids, uh, believing in uh, the inherent realness of fairies is very important, or else, uh, or else you're responsible for uh, the mass death of, of, of a society. Indeed. Indeed. So, uh, Nora, once again, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us. And now uh, it's time for us to try and get you back to Pixie Hollow, because... Uh, <laughs> Every time we get a guest onto the podcast, like, I, like Emma, no one, no one has come to help us yet. We've been trapped in this pink void for so long. It's it's become somewhat disheartening. I can't not lie. I think I've just uh, just fast forwarded into the acceptance phase. You know, oh, anything that happens really? yeah. might as well happen. I think so. 
I guess so. Well, at least until then, uh, thank you all so much for, uh, listening. Now, it's time for us to whisk you back. Goodbye! Au revoir! I'm flying back to Pixie Hollow. Keep it dusty!